When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know the number one thing that women say they want in a man is no, not looks, and it's not money. Obviously, those things are great. But the number one thing women say they want in a man is a sense of humor. And guess what? I can help you with that because I teach men how to banter. Yeah, you can actually learn how to banter. So if you're having trouble getting dates or you're always left on red, women don't answer you online, you might have a problem with your banter. But good news for you, learning how to banter, especially with me, is actually really fun. And no one else really teaches you how to banter. So if you actually want women to start responding to you, and not only just responding, but engaging and enjoying and laughing with you, then I think you need to hit me up. That's kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310-299-9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we talk about men, what it means to be a man, masculine, testosterone, penises, everything masculine is covered on this show. And we have the amazing... Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where we do not talk about politics, we talk about dicks. Yes. Inside things. So maybe politics. I mean, it's sort of the same thing then, right? right? It's not exactly the same thing. So we are talking about politics on this show. Yeah, politics. Yes. Welcome to our show, Mark Singh, who is back on the show. People love hearing from him, who is the author of the visualization program that's on my website, winggirlmethod.com. And a friend to both Kristen and I for some time now. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks for coming back. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Excited to be here. 
Yeah. Well, Mark is the host of, what is it called again? What's your podcast? Unapologetic Man Podcast. That's, yes. that's right. Yeah. And I yeah. know that because I would think it's so funny if you started your podcast by apologizing first. It's like, sorry, you know, I know I, eh, I know I might the show might be a little long today. And then go on and be like, I'm the unapologetic man. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, Kristen, I never apologize. Good. Exactly. Well, so today you're going to come onto our show and talk to us about masculinity. And both Kristen and I have announced that we're very tired, <laughs> which is good because Mark knows how to talk. And Mark is going to walk all of us through figuring out, discussing what masculinity is. Actually, I don't even know what angle you're going to go, but I know you want to talk about masculinity. So the floor is yours. It's your show now. All right. Well, thank you guys, first of all, for having me. I do appreciate it. And yeah, today I want to talk about something that I feel is largely overlooked in these kinds of podcasts, especially when it comes to attracting women. And it's so important when it comes to attracting women that there is a polarity there between your masculinity, her femininity. You can imagine it like a rubber band. The more polarity it is, the more she's in her feminine, the more you're in your masculine, the more attraction there's going to be. The better the sex is going to be, the more she's going to be into you. So our job as men is to get more into our masculinity. Pickup lines are great. I teach them all the time. I teach what to say, how to get phone numbers, all that stuff. But really what's central to my teaching as well to what I teach on my podcast is spend a lot of time on masculinity because when you get this right, you kind of almost don't need the techniques because so few men nowadays really know how to step into their masculinity. We've been feminized. Isn't that right, Kristen? Yes, I I may be a little passionate about that. I want to just read you this really, really quickly, just talking on this masculinity thing, and we can jump from here because I know this is not the main message, but this was tweeted the other day by someone. A girl wrote, Dear men, stop holding the door open for women. This implies that you believe women are incapable of doing things for themselves and that you view them as incompetent. This can be compared to bucking the seatbelt of a toddler or putting a leash on a dog. And we know that's not the majority of women, but that's what's happening and that's why men are losing their masculinity. So I want to talk about what you're going to talk about, but focus on how they can overcome what society is trying to tell them right now, which is that it's not okay to be masculine when it's certainly okay to be masculine. Right. Yeah, we've been shamed for being masculine. I mean, there's even a term for it, toxic masculinity. And that term has really confused a lot of men. And really, if you think about it... That term is toxic itself. Mm-hmm. Women, yeah. I feel like women who say toxic masculinity are more toxic I think than so the masculinity that they're all worried about, to be honest with you. Right. And you know, as men and women too, we're supposed to be tuned a certain way. So we can look at ourselves kind of like carburetors. We need a certain amount of gasoline, a certain amount of air, and then we operate more efficiently when we're tuned correctly. Well, when we get our masculinity and femininity out of tune, we don't feel like ourselves. This is where depression comes in. This is where weight gain comes in. And by the way, when you gain weight, you also gain estrogen, thus putting you more into femininity. You don't feel like yourself. You're not confident around women. So I found in my own experience that when... I upped my masculinity to where it quote unquote should be. I felt so much more like myself. My eyes were cleaner. My countenance was better. Everything I said was more confident. And consequently, I attract way more women because of it. Now that begs the question, what is a good calibration? So what I found in my research and what I typically teach in my coaching is about 80% masculine, 20% feminine. And we can look at it as like black marbles and white marbles. So you have about 80 black marbles, 
20 white marbles. And when that's out of whack, a lot of us are like 60-40. Some of us are 50-50. You just don't feel right. You don't feel like yourself. And then you don't get the kinds of results with women that you want to get because women are mostly feminine. They're too about 80-20. And if they're correctly proportioned and you come up to them and you're out of whack, you're not going to be able to get her attracted to you because there's no polarity there. You're basically like two girls talking. Or with some women, they're super masculine. And then it's like two guys talking. And to make a quick example of this, us guys all have seen a really attractive woman, like physically attractive. And then we heard her talk or we interacted with her. And it was basically like talking to a dude. She was heavy in her masculine. She was very aggressive and all those things that we term masculinity and it turned us off. But then we can take a less attractive woman who's highly in her feminine energy and it's just the sexiest thing ever. I mean, there's this slightly obese woman that works at my gym and she's so feminine and so cute. And when she sneezes, she goes like that. I'm attracted to her and I admit it forthright because she's really in that feminine energy. I'm in the masculine and there's a good polarity there. So if you're as many of us are, leaning a little bit towards more of the feminine, maybe this is something to consider. And in this podcast, I want to give you guys some tactile things you can do to up your masculinity. You're going to feel better. You're going to attract more women. And this is really important. Okay. Quick question. Mm. When someone is perhaps out of whack, yeah. do you think that they'll be able to tell the difference between what they should be at versus what they've learned to be at? Like we're in their zone because maybe a guy is born more 60, 40 Mm. naturally. Mm. If he's trying to be more masculine, is that going to do more harm to someone like him? Or are all guys pretty much naturally, really, truly going to be set at like an 80, 20? No, I don't think all guys are naturally set. And that's a good question because I think intrinsically we know, just like you ladies know, you guys both own businesses. Okay, And owning a business is a masculine pursuit. So while you're doing business, you're in your masculine energy. Well, I can bet... I wear my dick, so yes. There you go. I bet when you get home, you want to just be in your feminine, right? You want to let go, get a glass of wine, you know, do what women do and get into that feminine energy. So we know intrinsically something feels off. I just don't feel like myself. And you're right, Kristen. Some people are calibrated to 70, 30, 60, 40 even. Me, for example, I'm very artistic. I own a podcast. So I'm a little bit more like 75, 25. And that's where I feel the best. And you can just feel it. You just feel it inside your body. Okay, this is where I should be. But I know a lot of guys listening are like, yeah, man, I kind of feel like a pussy for lack of a better explanation. This is really resonating with me. Okay, how can I get more into my masculine, which I definitely want to get into as the show progresses. And for guys listening, women definitely experience it as well because I definitely am a woman and I feel feminine. But there are parts of me that I'm like, oh, I think I'm a little masculine in my sense of humor and the way I deal with people. And so that part of me is real and I can't change that, but I can crank up my femininity when I want to and still feel like myself where I don't water down that part of me that is more masculine because then it takes away a part of me and a part of my personality. So it's almost like it seems like the spectrum could go even bigger to where it's like not 80-20, but like basically where you almost overflow because you can have those dualities and not feel like, oh no, this I need to change. Like you can be both basically. Right. And we should be both, right? And we need to honor in ourselves the other, the opposite, because femininity is responsible for creativity, compassion, love, empathy, 
taking in all these beautiful things that the feminine inside you does. So certainly this isn't a bash on femininity whatsoever, nor am I suggesting that's what you suggested. But when we have too much of it, which is really happening with a lot of guys. I mean, typically when I work with a new guy, when he hires me, I'm like, yeah. Okay, so I'm listening to the both of you. And actually, I might be just tired, but I'm actually a bit confused by what you're saying because there's actually like four things here that you're talking about. There is masculine, feminine, and then there's being a suck, a whiner, like they're just different categories. So I want to be able to like draw the line between the good and great. I'm not even sure how to categorize this versus the negatives. Like if a guy is acting feminine, it doesn't mean he's acting like a pussy. He's acting like a pussy. That's what he's Mm. acting like. Mm. It's not feminine. Feminine is exactly what you just said, being loving and compassionate. You can be a manly man and be feminine as hell and you own the shit out of that and women will swoon around you. Whereas a woman can be crazy masculine, like on point, direct, assertive, And some men will find that extremely sexy. So I don't want to paint the picture that being feminine or masculine is in any way negative. They're wonderful things. What I hear you're talking about is when you're just also not... You're not embracing one of those sides. It's not even embracing one of those sides. You're just not like owning yourself, speaking up for yourself. I have a coach that was on our show recently, Dominique Drew. She's been coaching me and it's been fantastic. And she was talking about how I dismiss myself all the time. That's not a feminine or a masculine trait. That's me dismissing myself. And men dismiss themselves all the time as well. And those are unattractive traits. So maybe we can speak in terms of attractive versus attractive traits first. I just feel like saying something's masculine versus feminine, for some reason, it's confusing to me because it sounds like you're going to multiple sides of those definitions. Is that even making sense what I'm saying? What I think will clarify that for you, Marnie, yeah. is there's negative consequences of both, okay? And yeah. that's where toxic masculinity, the term comes from. Being aggressive is masculine, okay? There's a good way to be aggressive, which is what just what you said, speak up for yourself. Hey, I'm not cool with that. Please stop doing that. And then there's a jerk way to be aggressive, which is to go up and punch the guy in the face. And with femininity, okay, deferring to somebody else to lead, you can do that in a way that is strong and from the feminine, or you can do it as we say a pussy and be like, oh, you take control. So with many guys, we default and we make mistakes where we are the negative part of the feminine energy, just like you clarified. And what we want to do is get you more into the positive part of your true masculinity. And it's still the same calibration, about 75, 25, 80, 20, you're acting 80% masculine and 20% feminine, that's about the right calibration for a man. And you're trying to stay in those positive traits. And there's positive traits to both. And there could be said negative consequences of each as well, which we want to try to avoid. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on me. Tell us those traits. Okay. So the masculine leads. The masculine is a giver. And what I always say in my coaching is be a go-giver. So When you first approach a woman, and by the way, it's your job as the man to approach the woman, that's the masculine role, is you go up to her and you give her something. What do you give her? A nice compliment, good energy, good conversation. I always say, be a go-giver. Go give her good energy. Okay, so masculine gives. And we can look at it as the penis protruding outward, the cum comes out of it. That's what's giving. The feminine receives. The vagina goes in. I don't know if I want some of that sometimes, but yes, I hear you. (laughs) Stop giving. Stop giving. (laughs) Yeah, especially on my face. I don't want that. Yes, exactly. It's too messy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's an analogy to represent how it works. So a lot of guys come up to me and they're like, Mark, I just want girls to approach me. I just want to be a girl magnet where girls are approaching me all the time. I'm like, really? You want to be in the feminine role where she approaches you? That's creating a bad dynamic from the beginning. So what I suggest is go up and talk to her. Now, oftentimes we imagine what can go wrong. We say, well, what if she rejects me? What if I don't get validated? But when you're truly and you're highly in your masculinity, you imagine what can go right. The masculine mind focuses on what it wants. It focuses on the end goal. It literally sees, forgive this analogy, but this is something my NLP coach told me, it sees your children in her eyes. You see what could be. And when you approach her with that energy and that self-assuredness that, listen, I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. If we hit it off, I want to take you on a date and I'm unapologetic for it. That's why I call my podcast the Unapologetic Man Podcast. That's attractive. So the masculine man focuses on what he wants to go right, not what he wants to go wrong. And a quick analogy for this is when you're driving down the freeway, your windshield encompasses 90% of your view. Your rear view mirror only encompasses 10% of your view. That's a good way to look at life. You want to be looking forward 90% of the time. What can go right? What do I want to achieve? What goal am I going to demolish today? What is my ambition? You want to stop looking in the rear view mirror, which is what could go wrong? What if I get rejected? Oh, what if she kills my self-esteem and I'm no longer the same man? Your self-esteem should be from yourself. That's why it's called self-esteem. You are self-validating. That's what the masculine man does is he's self-validating. Look, I don't care if you reject me. What I care about, did I have the courage to go talk to you? Yes, I had the courage to go talk to you. Therefore, I feel good about myself. And that's kind of some of the masculine mind states that I teach my clients. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. We had Brad P on our show recently and he, what's the phrase that he used? He just said, assume attraction. Like exactly what you just said, look forward, assume attraction. Don't assume all of the other things. Assume there's attraction there and then move forward, lead, go after what you want and then let the other person give you the information that says there isn't attraction there and get the hell away from me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which I think is fantastic. Well, can you tell people how they can shift? Like, how do you shift Mm. from having lower self-esteem, disbelief of your own masculinity to suddenly believe, like, how do you do that? How do you get out of that mind space of thinking in the negative direction where you're looking in the backseat all the time? Yeah. And I love the how, Marty. I mean, that's what the 90% of my podcast is dedicated to. The theory is like, okay, that's cool theory. I need to be more of my masculine, but how, dude, tell me how. And that's what I really focus on too. So we have a lot of different strategies. So first and foremost is to get us highly in our testosterone. And the way to do that is the way... What's that? <laughs> Eating kale. kale. I was just joking. Yeah. Okay. The way to do that, boys, is first a protein shake with kale in it. Yes. Kale as well as spinach. Every and morning. then Mark Singh and Marnie Kinris's testosterone pills yes. available on Amazon.com. Exactly. No, just kidding. So first we want to get highly in our testosterone. Okay. How do we do that? We all know how to do that as men, right? We listen to music that gets us pumped up. We lift weights. We change our body language. For example, if you're sitting there with your arms crossed and your chin close to your chest and you're breathing shallow and your legs are closed up, that's a fear-based body position. And fear is the opposite of testosterone. In fact, the reason warriors get themselves pumped up before they go into battle is because testosterone is the opposite of fear. So when you're really pumped up and you're like, yeah, let's go into battle, you don't feel that fear. 
And it's the same thing before you go approach a woman. I want you guys getting pumped up. Whether that means listening to a song that gets you pumped up, going to the gym before you go out at night, even raising your arms. They've scientifically proven that when you raise your arms in a victory pose, like I'm a champion, I'm going to do this for two minutes, your testosterone goes up by as much as 30%. Really? Yep. Your testosterone goes up? Yep. Testosterone can change so fast. Marnie, check this out. They've done studies and we're primates just like silverback gorillas are primates. You know how in a silverback gorilla tribe, leadership changes sometimes, right? Of course, everybody well, knows that. Marnie knows that. Yeah, she's friends with them. <laughs> of, course. of course. Of course. Actually, <laughs> you, know, you know what I do know that? Because my son is obsessed with monkeys and gorillas right now. So we actually did just read that last night. <laughs> Tell him this. So what they did is they did studies where a new silverback gorilla takes control. They've literally taken his blood minutes after he took control and he had a testosterone increase of 300%. I feel like if you can't grow a beard, just stand with your hands above your head for a couple months. Boom. Hair everywhere. Hair everywhere. Kristen, I've been trying to do that for the last two years. It doesn't work. (laughs) Look at this baby face right Uh, here. I can't grow a beard. It must be working for me. (laughs) (laughs) Put those arms down, Marnie. (laughs) (laughs) Big mustache. Marnie, you hold it up for two minutes and then like a big old bush. I'm Jewish. It's going to happen. How funny would that be if that was real? Uh, Oh my God, that's great. Sorry, that doesn't really seem to correlate for me that it would actually affect your testosterone, but I guess it does. I mean, if even doing that Superman pose affects your cortisol levels. So that's a hormone, right? Isn't cortisol a hormone? I'm so mm-hmm. I'm a bad yeah. biology person, but yeah, that's crazy. You know the Superman pose when you have mm-hmm. your hands on your hips yeah. and your leg shoulders apart? I do that in the gym between sets. And because that's been proven to increase testosterone too, it's a very confident masculine pose. Like, I'm going to rescue everybody. And that's the masculine mindset. When I get on a plane, I'm like, I turn to my girlfriend. I'm like, if this plane crashes, I will save every person on here. I'm going to just be flinging them off the plane. Get out of here, grandma. Get out of here, young boy. Get out of here, lady. I'm going to save everybody because that's the masculine mindset. I'm going to lift up the entire plane too. Well, Marnie told me something years and years ago that actually really, really worked for me that I think guys could probably apply here as well. But it was when we first met and I was talking to someone that was very intimidating on the phone. And Marnie said, imagine your animal that you want to be. Exude that animal. So like I picked a lion or something like that. Yeah. And Marnie was like, how does the lion talk? How does it sit? How does it hold itself? And all that kind of stuff. And it really, truly helped me. And I killed that phone call. And I was Mm -hmm. so, so nervous. Yeah, I remember that call. I remember where I was when I was talking to you. Really? (laughs) That's so funny. I was driving down Lincoln Boulevard or up Lincoln Boulevard. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. And that's actually related to the next technique I want to share. So guys, you all remember when you were super confident, you were feeling super masculine, you were just killing it. Remember yourself in that scene. And I want you to see that scene right now. So where were you? What color clothes were you wearing? See the whole thing right in front of you as if it's on a movie screen. Then once you get a feeling of that and you really look at it, I want you to imagine him stepping inside of you. And that's literally what I did before this podcast. I listened to some hardcore music. I did some push-ups. And I saw myself when I was out gaming girls one night and I just had a line of girls waiting to talk to me. I was just crushing it. And I saw myself in that position. He stepped inside of me. So now I have that confidence. My testosterone is up. I'm feeling really good. And I'm not feeling fear. So I'm able to talk smoothly. I'm able to be eloquent. And that's what I want you guys to do. So before you do something that's going to scare you, imagine yourself in the successful state. Then have him step inside of you. And also, you guys, this is so important. 
as I said previously in this podcast, you want to imagine the end state of things going right. So before you approach a girl, I want you to imagine you and her on the third date. She's giving you those eyes. You know what's going to happen later this evening. Things are just going awesome. You want to focus on what could go right, not what can go wrong. And you want to focus on that end state and picture it. And when you picture it, you're going to get the desire for it. You're no longer going to feel fearful. And finally, I want to get back to something you mentioned, Marnie, before I forget. You always want to base your self-esteem and your confidence on your actions, not the results. So the fact that you had the courage to go approach that girl, that's where you base your feelings of feeling good about yourself, not on the result. You guys, I get rejected all the time. It's no big deal to me because even when I get rejected, I pat myself on the back and I'm like, man, you're a champion. That girl is so pretty and you still went and talked to her. Great job. And that's what I call being your own hero. It's a theme in my coaching. Be your own hero means act in a way that your hero would and then congratulate yourself on the effort, not the result. I love that. I don't remember saying that, but it sounds like something I would say. But I love how you just phrased it. You said it way better than I would have said, actually. Let's take a quick break and I want to talk more about stepping into your masculine self when we get back, okay? All right, we will be back after this. NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how schedules change or players that play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great mid-season bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we're back. All right, Mark, tell us one more strategy. I want to hear one more thing that guys can do to step into their masculine selves. And maybe you can talk about how to talk as a masculine version of themselves. So for guys right now who may not speak up for themselves, who may not say the things that they want out loud to the women that they're interested in, what's a tool that you can provide to them that can help them phrase things differently so that they can be in that more masculine space? And I'm asking this because somebody actually wrote to my customer service recently and Jen, my assistant, showed this to me. He was asking for a little bit more than what he had paid for. And she said to him, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you have to pay a little bit more for this service because we've already like gone above and beyond helping you, blah, blah. And he wrote back, lashing out kind of. And then she wrote back and just 
kindly and femininely, but sternly clarified what was actually going on and saying, you paid for this, blah, blah, blah. Please just remember there's somebody on the opposite end of these emails. Anyway, then he wrote back and he said, see, there women go again, getting mad at men for being masculine and alpha when they're speaking up for themselves. And Jen wrote back, I hate to inform you, what you did was lash out at me. It wasn't being masculine. And she wrote a phrase back to him, which I helped her with, of what actually would have been masculine to say versus lashing out. Because I think some people get mistaken for standing up for themselves and lashing out and spewing stuff at people as being masculine versus actually saying things in a assertive way and masculine. So can you maybe clarify for, I know there's like a long-winded story, but can you clarify like just to tell guys how they can speak in a masculine way to women without turning into assholes? Right, right, right. So that gets back to that toxic masculinity that we were talking about. Now, here's an interesting thing, and this is an exact concept that relates to this guy, okay? Masculine doesn't get emotional, doesn't get negative. You guys, anytime you have negative energy enter in interaction with a woman, you are going to get blown out so fast, your pants are going to fly off when the concussion hits. (laughs) you want to control your anger because a masculine man, think about it. Think about the most masculine man you know. He's pretty centered. He's on what I call his inner balance point. He's not thrown to and fro by the outside circumstances of his life, but he's very calm. He controls his emotions and he's assertive without putting negative energy into it. So going back to your email example, what happened is, is that he let his emotions overtake him, which isn't masculine. Masculine is controlling your emotions, being that stalwart, disciplined man that we can all picture in front of us. So one thing when talking to women is if she says something mean to you, which is a test, and women are supposed to do that to test what we call your frame. That's a whole different podcast, frame control. We can go on for three hours on that. But that's what they're supposed to do. So when they do it, never get butthurt, never lash out at them. Always be cool and be calm. Even if she gets emotional and says mean things to you, keep it calm, keep yourself under emotional control. And when you do that, that's extremely attractive. Furthermore, look out for supplicatory tones in your voice. Okay. So when asking somebody something, for example, if you were to ask somebody for, I don't know, $5 and you ask them in this way, Hey, could I have $5, please? Your voice goes up <laughs> at the end. It's an upward intonation. That's a supplicatory. That's what my children daddy hears all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a supplicatory tone. Okay. Now imagine a cop pulling somebody over. He wouldn't say license and registration, please. <laughs> he would say license and registration. That's how please. they're trying to and- make cops act right now. <laughs> the voice should always it go goes- up and then all the crimes are solved. Yeah. Right. Or all the problems with cops are. It goes down at the end when you have an authority. And as the man, we need to lead. I always say, lead women to where they want to be led. You're not controlling, but you're in control. So she loves sushi. You're going to take her to this new sushi bar she's never been to, show her a great time and say, don't worry, I got this. Come on, let's go. And by the way, guys, you should pay. That's one really important thing on the first date. I suggest paying. It's the masculine thing to pay. Whole different podcast, but watch out for your tonality. Okay, if it's like you're asking mommy if you can go outside, can I go outside, mommy? That's really bad. If it's a man, let's say talking to, I don't know, a 13-year-old girl on his soccer team, he's the soccer coach, that's kind of like the more accurate dynamic that we want to get. 
hey, Kelly, go ahead and grab those balls and bring them over here. <laughs> very We're do so <laughs> oh my no, God, you guys have such dirty minds. You have a daughter. <laughs> How are you saying these things? <laughs> Talking to this 13-year-old girl, telling her, go grab some balls. The second I said it, I looked at you and I was like... Marnie and I act like 13-year-old boys sometimes. Oh my God. These are horrible things, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> You guys, right now, I'm totally unaffected and I'm being totally yeah. unemotional Super by masculine. Marnie's but challenges. But being a total pedophile, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. Nothing was pedophilish about that. It was my dirty mind that went in that it direction. It was your mind. You're the one. It was Christians too. We're in different states right now. We felt the same thing. I giggled. You said something. <laughs> I only giggled. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. But I, I hear what you're saying. You're basically just saying, stand in your beliefs of what it is that you want to say. I do want to comment on one thing because you did say like control your emotions. I've been learning a lot about this myself for myself in my own coaching. And not that my coach is saying don't learn to control your emotions. It's learning to identify your emotions and label your emotions. And that actually has resonated a lot with me recently because when I don't keep my emotions kind of in check as to what I'm actually feeling in the here and now, they can become bigger and larger and about more things than they are. So I think like a lot of men, when they are, I'm putting tested in air quotes right now, but when they are tested by a woman, they can tend to take that test as meaning something bigger and more about themselves based on their own belief system about who they are. And their emotions can become much larger about the simple exchange between them and a woman. And therefore, they can get more charged about something that's being said. So what I've been teaching myself to do now is actually just to like take a second and think about what I'm actually feeling and thinking, whatever the emotion is at that time, to stay present in that emotion instead of going bigger so that I can respond on the reality, not on the built-up belief systems that have manifested from a comment. But anyway, so it's, it's being nitpicky about the word control, but I totally get what you're saying. You're saying to not be rattled by what somebody else is saying, to hold on to your own beliefs about what it is that you're trying to do and what you're trying to do is interact with this person that you happen to be attracted to. And if they're not interested, then you'll find that out in five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 minutes, three dates, whatever it is, and then you'll part ways and you'll be okay with it. That to me is being a masculine man. Absolutely. Marnie, I'm curious in the email, what did you tell him that he could have said to either A, get what he wanted or B, have a better interaction with you? Oh, I forget who wrote it. Oh, I wish I had that email that I could show you. Because it is tricky with wording, especially in something like an email. So the reason I bring the email back up is because couples or people dating text a lot. Ah, this is it. Okay. So, okay. and actually, I want to say one thing. The person who Jen was writing with actually responded very well. So she said, I hear what you were saying, but your email wasn't alpha. It was a lash out. Two very different things. Alpha would have been, I really appreciate all the feedback you guys have given to me. And I totally understand that you run a business. I paid for a service to help get feedback on my profile and don't believe it was completed the way I had expected. I would appreciate one more look at what I sent over and then I know I'm on my own. And then I wrote, that's alpha. Just want you to be clear on that moving forward with women. If you can be a little more alpha and less lash out and angry, you will get better responses. And then he wrote back saying, well said, I love the honesty and think it's beautiful. And I wrote back to that one for her saying, that's an alpha statement. 
Like we were doing this together, but that was a learning experience for him and for us because they're very different things. Lashing out in somebody is very different from standing up for yourself. Absolutely. And being assertive. I had an interaction about two months ago with an email that was very similar. And there's pushback. When people get feedback, there's that initial reaction. And guys can take this in dating when a girl's like, well, I didn't really like that you did this or did that. There's that initial pushback where you're like resisting. No, you're the wrong one. I didn't do anything wrong. You're the jerk. And then they break through that layer and you get through to them and then they see the other side and they learn from it. So if a woman's doing that to you, embrace it in a sense. Obviously, you don't want to just allow yourself to be insulted over and over and over again. But there could be a point that she's making that could be very valuable to you down the road or next week or tomorrow. And so don't push away interactions like that with defensiveness because you may end up using it down the road to better your life or better your dating or better whatever it is you want to better about yourself. Well, better your communication with people overall. It's the same for women too. Women can be very defensive as well and and reactive. All of us are because we're protecting ourselves. We're protecting ourselves from thinking negatively about ourselves, but most likely we think very negatively about ourselves, which is why we protect ourselves. It's like a full cycle, but yeah. Mark, I have a question for you about masculinity just in terms of self-presentation. So we talked about what can you do to get in the mindset and all that kind of stuff. What mm-hmm. can you do that's more maybe immediate where you know you put on this type of shirt or you grow in whatever facial hair you can or things mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, they've done studies on physical looks. And mm-hmm. a lot of us think that being pretty, right? Having a nice quaff. Remember my quaff ladies that I used to have? <laughs> yeah. That nice quaff? Now check out this shaved head. That's masculine, baby. That's so, COVID right there. That's my COVID yeah. haircut. My girlfriend does it yeah. every couple of weeks. So we think logically like, oh, I need to pretty myself up. And real quick, one of the reasons really good looking guys have trouble with women is because they're constantly looking to get validated for their looks. What is the desire to get validated for your looks? It's feminine. Women love to get validated for their looks. You look beautiful today, Marnie. Kristen, I love your NASA shirt. Amazing, <laughs> right? Thanks so, for when a really good looking guy often has trouble with women is because he's inadvertently put himself in the feminine role where he's looking to get validated for his looks. Well, what they found is actually a masculine look is more attractive to women than a pretty boy look. Mm-hmm. Let's just call yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what are some things you can do? Just like Kristen said, grow facial hair. Unfortunately for me, I can't grow a beard, but if I could, I would do it in two seconds flat because the beard specifically stubble. Yeah is like the male version of the boob job. Yeah. Basically, it's really attractive. I've always said it's like makeup for men. If you can yeah. grow one mm-hmm. in, boom, mm-hmm. instant makeover. Yeah, I think Do so too. Do you guys think I'm looking with a mustache because that's all I can grow? Nothing else, just a, just a stalker stash. Yeah. You think I can pull yes. it? I think you actually could pull it off. I'm being serious. No, I think you could pull it off. There's some guys who can do it and some guys who can't. It Ugh. depends how you carry it. But yeah, I think you could do it. Yeah, maybe I should try that. So... Also dressing in darker colors. Black is very masculine. As you can see, I'm wearing a black shirt and a black hat. At least you ladies can see. I know most of you guys are listening to this via audio, but wear a lot of black, dress in a way that shows your body. Like wide shoulders is one of the most attractive traits. So if you work out, which I would suggest you do to increase your testosterone and thus your masculinity, wear shirts that are becoming to your body that show that V taper which means you have wider shoulders than your waist. A corset. Wear a corset. corset. Yeah. <laughs> Wear a corset. Yeah. Oh, try that. Try that. I mean, you'll get that frame if you... <laughs> yeah. I love that view. 
that V is super sexy. I know. Mm-hmm. The man V. Yeah. 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 Women rate that. Also, if you have a nice butt, wear clothes that are tailored to you. I personally shave my head. And though I kind of feel I look ugly aesthetically, I'm getting a lot more attention from women. I think you look good. I think you definitely look way more masculine. Right. And that's what my girlfriend's mom said. Yeah. She's like, you know, he looks kind of bad with a shaved head, but I like it. <laughs> well, you kind of look like he a badass tough. right now. Like, you do. You look like right. tattoos, the black shirt, like a shaved head. Yeah. You look like you could hit me a few times or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You look like if you opened your eyes really wide, you would not want to fuck with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, this guy, this guy he's, he could be insane, which yeah. could be yeah. masculine. Like you're bordering on the masculine part. You're not on the, on the insane part. But if you did open your right. eyes, but it is a masculine feeling. And there's really something yeah. right. about that. And that's why like with guys who are holding on to whatever hair they have left, there's something feminine about that in a sense, because it's like, looking to just hold on. It's a feminine, like, I need to be told that this is okay or I need to still be okay. If you just embrace that shit, shave it, that's masculine, that's manly, and that's attractive. I think so too. Yeah. I just had a Goldie. You know Goldie, right? Yeah. So I I just had Goldie on my Facebook Lives recently, one of my Facebook Lives, and she showed like four different ways you could do your hair if you're losing your hair. Like even for guys who have longer hair and they're going bald, she showed a guy who put his hair up in a man bun instead of how it was before. And it was like an instant transformation. Like he was just like, okay, you can just, you can get rid of that look very easily. But even guys who had patches all over their head or a comb over or whatever, trying to like latch onto that last little a little bit of hair, she showed the next picture of them with a shaved head. And it was like, oh my, this guy is like yeah. 10 times hotter. Yeah. Yeah. If you put on like a tailored suit or something like that and you've got the bald head or a balder head or something, it's cut very short, almost like a military style cut. It's genuinely super sexy. So guys who feel bad for themselves, I feel bad for guys that they have to lose their hair. I think that sucks. And that has to be a very emotional experience. But I really, really, really feel like happy for the guys who just go with it and get it right because they're confidence that they exude is really what does it for women. It's not that you have to have that full head of hair. It's just not. I totally agree. All right. We're going to wrap up our show now because we're getting a little bit long, but this was fantastic. I loved the pre-show before that none of you got. (laughs) That's why it's long. It was fantastic. 45 minutes of listening to Kristen be passionate about life and I loved it. And now this as well. And I got to get off because my nanny is done in 15 minutes. But... Mark, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I know you want people to go listen to The Unapologetic Man and I want people to go listen to it as well because they can get tons more strategies, tips, tools on how to bring out your most masculine self. And Mark is the person to get this information from. And if you want more information from Mark about visualizations, NLP, you can go to my website, winggirlmethod.com, click on training programs and get visualization for dating success. Is that what it's called? I totally forget, but that is what it's called. And then if you want more information from Kristen on how to banter and have the best online dating profile, go to kristenandchill.com. I'm your banter girl. I'm the banter guru. If you need help talking to women, I am your go-to person. But I do just want to say, Mark, real quick, I listened to one of your podcasts recently and it was one where you talked about that story of water freezing and if there's mm. negative energy around it versus the, yeah. and having that as a talking point. I yeah. use that talking point now with like three people. <laughs> go listen to it actually. Go listen to the yeah, go listen podcast. To it. It's really, really helpful. 
Yeah, that's two things you can talk to with women, like on the first day, the first conversation. One is messages and water, which was what Kristen's talking about. And the other one was the human body's a lie detector. Is that what I it was? I think so. Yeah. 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 So if you guys want to check that out, once again, it's the Unapologetic Man podcast. And if you can spell unapologetic, then you can go get that gold because those are two awesome things to talk about with women. Then you're not going to have many listeners. I don't. I know. You're going to have three people going over. Just I know. And they won't be Kristen or I. (laughs) You guys are amazing. Thank you for continuing to listen to our podcast. Even with the world going bananas right now, we really appreciate that you tune in every single week and keep listening to us. Still want to get laid. Still, yeah, exactly. I just read an article today in the New York Times that like people are number one lowering their standards. They're (laughs) increasing their desire to couple up because it's cuffing season now because we're in October, and people overall are racing to online dating apps and online dating sites because they want to couple up with somebody. They're more serious about relationships versus casual sex now. So this is a great news for everybody. Who's yeah, when to this someone podcast. lowers their standards, yeah, go, everybody's go desperate. Yes. <laughs> it's <the> time. <laughs> Cash in on it. New episodes of the Ask Win podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Do not download individual episodes. It's just a waste of time. So we'll see you next week. Bye. 